Hey ladies, welcome back to Field by Faith Podcast. We're your hosts Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson and continue listening for today's episode. So today's episode is going to be about God knows what you need in the season you're in. And um, yesterday me and Joss actually went to a Bible study together and one of the topics that got brought, brought up was the difficult times in your life and how like it basically like shapes your life almost. And yesterday when I got home from the Bible study, I always read in the devotion, Jesus is calling, not always, but usually that's one of the part of my nightly routine. And I'm like a slow reader. So like I say all the time with my book, um, that I'm the other book I'm reading, like it just takes me forever to get through books. But besides the point, um, this devotion, it's Jesus is calling and right in the, what it says, so sorry, is learn to appreciate difficulties. Be stimulated by the challenges you encounter along your way. As you journey through rough terrain with me, gain confidence through gain confidence from your knowledge that together we can handle anything. This knowledge is compared of three parts. Your relationship with me, promises in the Bible, and past experience of coping successfully during hard times. Look back at your life and see how I have helped you through difficult days. If you are tempted to think, yes, that was then and this is now, remember who I am. Although you and your circumstances may change dramatically, I remain the same through times and eternity. This is the bias of your confidence. In my presence, you live, move, and have your being. And right away, I thought about, like, thought back on my life, and I kind of reflected on that a little bit. And I was thinking about where I was, like, even a year ago today like I was really struggling like a year ago today I just started counseling so it was like in my beginning of my journey journey with counseling again like getting back into it and I think about where I was then and like how far God has brought me in the seasons I'm in and like how much like one time it can be like sometimes the seasons you're in too like one season can be super sad and the next season can be like super happy and I'm grateful for that because I think sometimes I really like I don't want to say like I'm upset that I go through difficult times, but I'm like, why do I go through this? And almost like I'm upset. But if I never were to go through that, I wouldn't be where I am today, Mm. you know? So, and one of my, me and Joss are both going to share like some examples of this. But one of the first examples I have is when I moved to California, I, and I share this all the time because it's like one of the big parts of my testimony And when I moved to California, it was like everything fell into place the way it was supposed to. And when I moved out there, it was like everything fell into place the way it was supposed to. When I moved home, it fell into place the way it was supposed to. And it's just like God knew I needed to get away from Wisconsin to actually notice him and notice Jesus' love. And God brought me back at the right time because he knew when I needed to come back. You know what I mean? And it's just like if I try to like reroute my plan, God's still going to make it happen. He's still going to move me. But at the same time, it's just like God's timing is perfect and he knows what you need in the season you're in. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, in the small group we were at too, the theme or the topic was peaks and valleys of our past year, in like 2021. And just thinking back on the past year of how much I've actually gone through is pretty insane because you don't really notice it until you look back and you're like wow so much has changed this year um like I know we already did a episode on 2021 but like just thinking about all the changes that 
I went through, my life has gone through. I literally got married. I changed churches. I changed jobs. Um, I now am not working. So just so much has, has gone on and even more than that, like family changes and um, mental changes. I went through a lot of mental challenges this year, which I've shared a little bit before, so I'm not going to get into too much. But um, I've just been through a lot this year, and it really did test my faith. I'm not going to lie. Not like my faith in God, but just my personal faith. And so I, one of my goals this year is to get really backgrounded with God backgrounded in myself and just remember that God is there for me even in the hard times because like Kay said sometimes not that I blame God but sometimes I do get a little angry like why are you doing this all at one time (laughs) and I realized in my quiet time because I've been having quiet time with the Lord pretty much every morning since the new year and um, I was reflecting and remembering it literally felt like he took everything away from me and now is like slowly giving it all back to me. And um, like, for instance, like my relationship with my brother, like we were so close and then that got kind of taken away. And now he's like coming back into my life and it's amazing, but it was really, really hard for me when, when he was gone. And so that's just one example but it just feels like he's giving it all back to me. But I realized that I needed to feel lonely like that to fully trust God again and to fully realize how much I need him because I'm not going to lie, sometimes it does take us hitting rock bottom to turn back to God. And I think he knew that I needed, well, I know he knew I needed to do that. But even though in, in the time it was so, so hard and it was so lonely, But that's what it took for me to realize, oh, yeah, I haven't been really grounded in God and I need to get back to that because I used to pray every single day and I used to get in my word deep every single day and I still would pray and I still would read scripture, but it wasn't like how it was before. I wasn't actually sitting and spending time with him. I was just kind of doing it just because I needed to do it. It wasn't actually becoming part of my daily thing. Um. One thing, too, I like when Joss was talking to, I think about, too, my relationship with God, how much it's gone up and down over the last year and not up and down in a bad way, but just like one time it'll be I feel like super close to him and I feel like I am putting him like at the front of my life and like he's everything. And then sometimes it'll be like I I don't want to say a backslid, but like I didn't spend as much time with him, like Joss was saying. Like, it's one of those things where I almost felt like I fell off of it. And I was like, and then I get disappointed in myself. And then I'm like, all right, well, God's mad at me. And God's not mad at me. He just, he knows what I'm going to do. And that's where I have fine comfort. Like, I'm not saying it's a good thing that I was doing that, but I find comfort in knowing God already knew that I was going to go through that. So, yeah, that was one of the things that I really struggled with. And another thing, too, with the season, I really struggled for a long time, like, with what I was going to do with my life. That's one thing I struggle with. Well, I was struggling with it a lot, and I would 
when I first got saved, I always asked God what my purpose was. I was like, what is my purpose in life? Like, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? And in counseling, she reminded me, she was like, there's a season for everything. So like right now, my purpose could be being a teacher. And in a couple of years, my purpose could be something else. Like you're constantly changing and you're constantly growing. So like in the season you're in, your purpose might be different. Like our purpose is to love one another as Jesus loved us. Like that's, I feel like as a Christian, that's all of our purpose on earth but like in the season I'm in like it could be different every season I'm in and that's where I try to remember because I'm like you're ever you're forever changing and you're forever growing and I will never be perfect but I always strive to be more like Jesus and so I kind of just went on a tangent there but in the long scheme of things Jesus what was I trying to say (laughs) um sorry but I think that for the seasons we're in there's always something that's different happening if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> I'm Dude, like you're so oh. funny <laughs> no yeah I have been watching a lot of movies weirdly about like addiction and this is kind of a totally like t- turn of events that we're talking about but I really have and it's been making me think about it because I grew up with like an addict for a dad and like I just grew up with a lot of bad people around me because of the lifestyle my father was living so like I was around you know people who were also doing drugs dealing drugs just a lot of that and so in a weird way the movies that I was watching about addiction kind of changed my perspective on addicts and people who end up addicted to drugs and it's kind of that they almost missed the point of life like they lost hope and so drugs was the next thing that made them feel better and one of the things that this girl was saying um in the movie is that she did drugs because it made her forget about all of the mistakes she made in life and then um her mom was meeting with like her older sister and they were talking about it, about her being home and like getting clean and stuff because the mom had tried so many times to help her and she just always turned back. And um, they were talking about it and she was like, God willing, she'll turn her life around and she'll get clean. And the the other daughter was like, mom, when have you ever believed in God? And she was like, well, when believing or not believing in him stopped working. And she was like, um, all I have is hope. And so it wasn't a Christian movie or anything, and that was not a main point in the movie, but it hit me, obviously, because I was like, that's the point right there, is that when people lose hope, they turn to things that they think will fill that void. And for this particular girl, it was drugs, and then that helped her cope with all the mistakes she made and everything that she did leading up to that point. And so it almost gave me a different perspective on like the people in my life who have hurt me from being addicts um, and thinking like they're not doing it to hurt me. They're doing it because they lost hope in life and now they can't turn around and make their mistakes better. So it helps them. And not that that makes it right, but it does help you have more sympathy towards them versus like anger, which is what I had. Um, And so 
going back to the point of like us being at low points and whatever season we're in, God knows what we need and he's there, is that you can't lose hope in God because there's always hope in Jesus and he always has a future for us. He always has a plan for us. Like Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he has plans for us and he only has plans to proper us, prosper us and not to harm us. And so when you read verses like that, you always will have hope. And if you read verses like that every single day, you'll continue to have hope. You can't let go of hope because that's what's going to change how you react to hard times. Because when you have hope, you act differently when something bad happens because you know that there's a better future. But if you don't have hope when something hard hits, you're going to turn to things like drugs. You're going to turn to things like alcohol. You're going to turn to things like having sex with with men and or women if you're a guy listening (laughs) but um yeah you'll always choose something over god because you won't get the revelation of who god is Mm -hmm. so that's a huge point is just don't lose your hope whatever you're going through do not lose your hope and always turn to the gospel before turning to worldly things um and my last point that i wanted to make is um yesterday in counseling I was talking about some childhood trauma stuff, which maybe in the future I'll eventually open up more about, but um, there's still things that are deep-rooted that I have not dealt with yet, and one of the things we were working on yesterday, and she was explaining to me, because me and Kay have talked about this too, about how in some churches they just turn to like, oh, you need deliverance, Mm -hmm. like even if you've been through deliverance, you're still struggling. Oh, you just need another another deliverance. And that's not always the answer. <laughs> and so um, I was talking about that with her, how that's how my old church was. And she was like, no, like, yes, spirits can leave damage and childhood trauma, whatever spirits they were dealing with, that all leaves damage. But it doesn't mean that you're still struggling with a spirit. And she was like, your brain makes pathways. They're like neural pathways. And I don't know all the technical terms to say, but it's basically a trauma response where your brain automatically goes to something when you get triggered. So like, let's say me and Kay get in an argument and she says something like, um, well, I just don't want to be friends with you anymore or something like that. And then that triggers my trauma with abandonment and I immediately go to, oh, I'm not good enough. Everybody always leaves. Nobody loves me. Like that's immediately what my mind will go to. And so the point is retraining your brain with positive things like like scripture. So like going to a scripture that shows how much God loves me. And then instead of thinking nobody loves me, thinking I am loved because God sent his only son for me mm-hmm. or something like that. And then eventually, whenever something like that comes up and you're constantly canceling out with something positive, then your mind will hopefully go to that yeah. instead of, oh, nobody loves me. So it's kind of the same concept of like reversing the negative thoughts that come into your brain with scripture or something positive that... um well, not even positive, but true, because if we constantly are listening to the lies that we've made up, that the enemy wants us to think, then we're going to lose our hope and we're not going to turn to God because we're going to feel like there's no point in life. Mm-hmm. One time me and Joss met up with um, an elder from the church, like the, our old church, and we were talking to her and she was like, when you first get saved, like you try to turn around your life right away. And we've talked about this in the podcast before, but like 
when you first give your life to Jesus, like it's not like a flip of the switch. Like it's not like every issue you've ever dealt with goes away. And I actually saw a TikTok about this and I brought this up in one of the episodes like a long time ago. Like when you first meet, like when you first meet Jesus, when you first start having a relationship with Jesus, well, it is kind of like meeting Jesus, but like have a relationship with Jesus. How it starts is he brings up the things like surface level stuff that you're dealing with. And then as your relationship gets deeper, he brings up more stuff you're dealing with and then more and more and more like, and he brings down to the root of things. So it's like, you can't go like, say you get saved when you're like 23 years old. You can't automatically just be like, oh, everything's flip of the switch. Everything's gone. Like I'm not dealing with that stuff anymore. Like your brain still thinks that way and your mind still goes to those things. Like that's where, again, renewing your mind. That's why they say, especially when you're like a baby Christian, I want to call us like now I'm probably like a toddler Christian, (laughs) but a baby Christian, like you need to renew your mind because that's where you hear God the most. So it's like hearing that God loves you and like you're valued in God's eyes. Like, and as a female too, like this is on topic, but off topic, I used to sell, I used to celebrate, I used to struggle with self-worth a lot. And sometimes I still do. And, um, now knowing what God says about me, I have very high expectations for what, how I expect to be loved. And if I'm not getting loved that way, I get very almost disappointed, but in a good way, because I'm like, I know that God loves me. And if God treats me this way, then I know somebody eventually will treat me this way. And so in the beginning, self, self-worth was very hard for me, like knowing that I am loved and people do care about me. Like that was very hard for me. So like training my mind to actually know that how much God loves me, because And I posted about this a couple weeks ago now when this episode comes out about how much we're loved by Jesus. And again, um, John 3, 16 says, like, God so loved the word that he sent his only son, like Josh just said. Like, he sent his only son to die for you. He sent his only son to die for me. So, like, hearing that, like, and sometimes in the season you're in, you just need to be reminded, like, over and over again how much, like, Jesus actually loves you because, Sometimes, like, that's all you need to hear. Like, I love you. And that's one thing I'm very big on saying, like, I love you to people because I'm like, I sometimes think people don't realize how much they're loved. And until I was a Christian, like, I was not very quick to be like, oh, I love you. Like, I've always said it to my parents and my friends and stuff. But, like, after meeting one person, like, a person one time, like, being like, oh, I love you. Like, that wasn't something, like, I've always done. So I really, like, think about that a lot. And I'm like, man, like, how much Jesus loves me. Like, if it wasn't for Jesus, like, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have the things that I have, you know? Like, I wouldn't, Jesus died for me. Like, if it wasn't for Jesus, like, I don't know. Like, it's crazy. Like, I try to wrap my head around that and even try to sometimes wrap my head around how much God actually loves me. And it's almost like, oh my gosh. Like, and in the song, it's in a Bible verse and in um, one of the Maverick City songs, but they're like, if God like takes care of the lilies, like you do, you don't think he's going to take care of you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, dude, like he takes care of the birds. He takes care, care of the animals. He takes care of all of that. And like, we, we doubt that God loves us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man. So sometimes in the season you're in, you just need to hear how much somebody actually loves you. Yeah. And yeah, and I've had seasons like that too where I'm just like, I'm struggling right now just knowing my worth almost. And that's why it's important, again, to have people around you that's surrounding you knowing how much they love you. You know what I mean? Yes. 
I was trying to find this thing. I forget who posted it, but somebody posted on Instagram about like the love of God and how he died for our sins. And he knew that we were going to sin and still chose to love us. Like he knew every aspect of our lives. He knew every aspect of us and still chose to love us. And um, I didn't find that exact thing, but there was this comment that somebody left on one of our posts and she said, God doesn't need us perfect with our own goals and desires. He has created us to glorify him and for his purpose. And I love that because Yes, God gives us the desires of our heart. So like our dreams and certain things that we want to do, if it aligns with his word, that is in God's will for us. And he planted those desires in our hearts for a reason. And we need to follow those. But he also sometimes wants us to deny what we want and follow what he has for us. Because some things that we want aren't what he wants for us. And he wants us focused on something else. And I've had that because I'm just a creative person. I think of a lot of ideas and I want to do all of them at one time and it's easy for me to get distracted off of certain things because I want to focus on this I want to focus on that I want to you know train and do all these different things and then God always brings me back like just take time to focus with me and sometimes we need to just do nothing so that we can clearly hear God's voice and what he has for us and what he wants for our future Because sometimes we get so, well, I shouldn't say we, but I get so caught up in trying to control certain aspects of my life, trying to control my future, trying to control um, like my finances and just all of these things that God wants me to let go of and just give to him. And once I give it to him, I always feel the anxiety lift off of me as well because putting that weight on our own shoulders just as humans, is nearly impossible. We will crush under that pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael Todd has, I forget exactly what it's called, but he has a sermon or a message where he does this demonstration of him bench pressing. And he tries to do it by himself and he can't do it, he can't do it. And then he calls somebody else up to help him and he helps him lift the weight. And it's super easy for him to lift then because he has help and that's kind of what God does with our problems and our issues and when we're in a deep depression and when we're under a lot of anxiety we usually get to that point because we're not allowing him into some aspect of our life or we're not completely giving it to him whatever the burden is and so when the moment we decide okay God this isn't mine to carry this is yours and I'm going to trust you to just do with it with what you want, whether it's a relationship, a job, um, whether you're in debt or I don't know anything like a disagreement with a friend that's really stressing you out. If you're just like, okay, God, I know I might have made some mistakes in this, but I'm choosing to give it to you because I'm having a lot of anxiety with this. Usually you will feel so much better because you realize even when you think you have control of the situation, you don't. And the outcome will work out however God intends it to, whether you give it to him or not. So for you to stress out about it, for you to have anxiety about it is pointless because he already has it, has what the end outcome is going to be in mind. I like going off of Joss's point like completely like I just thought about this when I first became a Christian like exactly what Joss was saying like I had a very hard time like just giving it to God and being like okay here God like here's my future like it's yours like I'm fine chilling here but I literally had the hardest time with that because I'm the type of person that like if I don't like 
see it happening and have my hand on it, like it's not going to happen. Like I get disappointed and I'm like, I don't want to be disappointed, but I had to learn. This is going back on my last point kind of like of knowing how much God loves me, but like actually realizing like just what Josh said, like me worrying about like my future, like completely because I worry about my future a lot and me worrying about my future like constantly like wasn't doing any good for me like me trying to take it into my own hands like one like I just kept going in more debt like (laughs) in a financial way and then two like it wasn't what I wanted to do like I was literally just doing it to do it almost like being like okay well this is something that I thought I was interested but then when I took a step back and was like all right god like I'm just gonna take a break I'm just gonna settle down and just relax almost even though I kind of did other things steps to like almost like try to avoid that but like actually setting down and be like okay god this is yours like I'm not gonna worry about it because I don't know what you want me to do like it hasn't been revealed to me yet I'm done worrying about it because I was worrying about it like constantly I was like I don't know I don't want to be a dental hygienist so what do you want me to do and so it was really hard for me and I was like god like finally I sat down and I was like this is yours Like, I cannot worry about this anymore. And then the second, and so after doing that with God, I finally, like, realized I was like, okay. I feel so much, just like Josh said, like, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And then finally realizing that this is what I wanted to do. And, like, the thoughts were always there, but I didn't ever, like, really accept them. Like, finally realizing it made it feel so much better. You know what I mean? Like, actually knowing God's hand was on it. And he was like, okay, now I'm ready for you to be there. It was like man, like this feels good. Mm-hmm. And my second point is at church on Sunday, um, they did a message on, part of the message was on the truth. And the pastor said, like Joss explains it really, really well, but basically the pastor, my summed up version, it's going to be very summed up, basically that everyone has their own truth, quote unquote. Like I have my own truth, but my truth is different than Joss's truth. And the pastor was basically saying like, but we need to go to the actual truth. And the actual truth is the word and the word of God because we that's our truth. Like me saying like, oh, that's not my truth. Like that's not true. Like I know I'm using the word truth a lot, but the truth and what we need to follow is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we try to like, move away from that and like actually getting to the truth. And one of the things he said that I really liked is he was like, I don't know if I heard it in that or if I heard it somewhere else, but we'll like read through the books and then all of a sudden be like, oh, don't like that part next and like skip over it. And I was like, dude, that's so true because a lot of times I like will skip over parts because I'm like, well, or I just randomly look through the Bible and I'm like, oh, well, I need to actually learn, you know what I mean? But like we like skip parts because we're like, oh, don't like that. You know what I mean? But like, Mm -hmm. that's the truth. Like that's what we need to follow. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that was my kind of my second point, but that was kind of all over the place. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think because we're in such a sensitive time right now, like everybody is sensitive. You could say anything and people take offense. No, seriously, it could have to do with anything. Not even no, talking about like major political things. Literally anything. Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful with what you say and like walk around, walk on eggshells around whoever you're around. Mm-hmm. And um, that has to go with everybody has their own truth, quote unquote. So like that almost like covers your butt, so to speak, mm-hmm. of like, oh, that offended you. Well, this is my truth. This is what makes yeah. me feel good. And if that's not okay for you, like that's fine. But this is my truth. Right. But like the Bible is the only truth. Mm-hmm. And that was his point is if we're all going off the same truth, there is no 
her truth, his truth, my truth, your truth. Like it's all the same truth and it'll end a lot of this confusion that's going on in our generation of just random things that are coming up where we're like, what? That's clearly a lie. That's clearly confusion. But you can't say that because people get offended. And so if we're all going off the Bible, we're all going off the same truth, there wouldn't be that random. Yeah. And then I also wanted to go back and talk about how when we give things to God, like how do we do that? Um, For me, and I think this is one of those things that's kind of different to everybody is how you actually feel release when you give something to God. Like some people might feel better writing it down. Some people might just feel better just saying it out loud and finally just being like, God, this is yours. I'm going to forget about it now. For me, just having an honest conversation with God, because I think we get into this routine of praying and just saying things to God where we're like, oh yeah, this is my daily prayer. Mm -hmm. And quote-unquote like call them Hail Marys where you're just throwing prayers up and just you know aimlessly Mm -hmm. but I think for me like having like a true conversation with God that's how I get my release like as if I were just to talk to Kay about something that's bothering me I'll talk to God about that Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you do that you realize all the areas in your life that you don't allow him in and you just naturally take into your own hands so I think really just having a conversation with him and being like I don't even realize the areas that I'm not surrendering to you but if you could show me how to surrender them to you show me Mm -hmm. and he will show you in different ways like random thoughts might pop up and that might be him telling you to deal with that or random people might come back into your life and you're that's him showing you you need to deal with that because for me there's a lot of relationships like in my family that they've hurt me growing up and I've just never dealt with it and it constantly comes up but how to actually deal with that is still you know, I don't know, (laughs) but I'm finally getting to the point where I'm inviting God into that because I didn't even realize that was a problem that was still there Mm -hmm. and still prevalent. So that's something I'm working on in counseling right now. And hopefully I finally get like a resolution that I can share later on, but right now I'm still in the midst of it. So it wouldn't make sense to talk about. Um, but that's kind of how he does it in my life. And I think it does depend on person to person how he brings things up. But for me, it'll just be like a reoccurring thing that continues to happen. And I'm like, okay, like, do I need to deal with this or whatever? And then how he releases it really depends. Like just continuing to pray about it, continuing to journal about it, maybe seeing a counselor for it that can help you through it. Um, But ultimately, the minute you invite him in is when he'll start working because Mm -hmm. God will never force himself into your life. He'll never force himself into a situation because he wants you to get to the point where you realize you need him. Mm -hmm. And I think that that kind of has caused caused confusion for some people because I have this one friend, I kind of share about her a lot. Um, But she, you can tell she's interested in the Lord, but she hasn't fully like, bought into it I guess so to speak um but she always had confusion of that well like why doesn't he just like fix problems then because that's not love and God can only function out of love so like if he's being forceful that's manipulation that's controlling that's not what God is Mm -hmm. and so it's just like a normal relationship like if you're in a relationship with a guy and he's constantly forcing himself to keep you in his life and like 
uh, manipulating you into staying, well, that's not love. And so God can only function out of love. So he won't ever force himself. So you need to allow him to come into the areas that you're keeping him out of for him to be able to work. Um, one of the points I thought about saying that might have been really loud, but one of the points I thought about when Joss was talking about that was repentance. Because when I first got saved, I was like, I don't even know like how to repent. Like, what do I say to like, because there's so much we do during the day that's like, quote unquote sins like they really are like I sin all day long like as crazy as that sounds but like I do and I was talking to my grandma one day and she the prayer she says is please lord forgive me for my subconscious and conscious like things that I've done during the day like talking about something that I should have just let go like those type of things and like subconsciously because our subconscious thoughts are sins just like our constant consciously doing things so that's one thing I say, and I'll write in my prayer journal is, please forgive me for the things I've done consciously and subconsciously today, because I forget. And I was like, how am I supposed to like, at the end of the day, be like, please God, forgive me for everything I did and just like name off a list, which you could do. And that's totally fine. And sometimes you just need to ask for forgiveness for those couple things that really weighed on your heart. But like, sometimes it's just like, God, please forgive me. Like, I don't know what I did today, but please forgive me for anything that wasn't like of you. That's what I used to say a lot too, because I'm like, dang, how do you even ask for forgiveness? And I think that's one thing that my grandma, when she told me that, I was like, that's really good because you forget. I forget all the time. I forget like what I did last night. You know what I mean? So like even things like that. So I really wanted to bring up that point too. (laughs) Yeah, I say something similar. I say, everything known and unknown forgive me for everything known and unknown that I've done today or there's certain times where I know what I did and I'm like lord please forgive me for doing that because I know that wasn't okay or there's even reoccurring sins too like honestly for me like not cussing is a really big one like I've gotten a lot better but it's always been in my family it's something that's really ingrained in me and um my parents like they swear so much so it's almost like normalized and that's something that I really am working on and I've gotten like I said a lot better and I don't consciously do it a lot it's just when I get upset that'll come up and I'm like why is that the first word that comes to your mind Jocelyn like that's not good but um I was actually thinking about doing a fast for that because when we struggle letting go of something sometimes you need to fast to for God to like deliver you um and so I'm thinking about doing that because that's something that I really want to work on this year um but that was just kind of random. But anything that you're dealing with, sometimes if you really can't let it go, try fasting. Yeah. Like you can look up ways to fast. Like I know for sure there's a Daniel's fast, but there's other ways to fast. Yeah. Like sun up, sun down fast where you only eat in the morning and at night. You could even um, just like fast like caffeine. Like yeah, like which I do a lot, but I need to be like, Lord, what else do you want me to fast? Because sometimes that's like, oh, I'll just do coffee. Yeah. But sometimes that's too easy and I know yeah. it. Um, but along with fasting food, you also need to read and pray more, um, which in my past fast, I still did, but I need to do it more. Like I need to be more intentional about that. Um, but yeah, that was just a random thought. Like if you really are struggling, turn to fasting and see if that helps. Cause a lot of times it does. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's a really good point to end yeah. at. I hope that this conversation blessed you at some 
point or that you got something from it. Maybe yeah. it helped you a little bit. Um, if you're going through a hard time as well, because I know Kay and I kind of have been up and down this year, as we all have. I mean, it's been a crazy like two and a half years with COVID and just everything, not to constantly talk about COVID, but it it is very prevalent still. Yeah. So um, a lot of a lot of hard times comes with things like that. Some of us have lost loved ones because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're here to pray for you guys. If anybody's struggling with that, like we always say, you can email us at fieldbyfaithpodcast at gmail.com. We get some prayer requests, but we would love if more of you reached out just because then we know exactly what to pray for you for. And if you want to do it anonymously, you totally can like Mm -hmm. make a fake... Google account and email us. We don't need to know your name. We don't need to know like details, but just for people to be praying for you, if you don't have anybody, um, that'd be good. Yeah. And if you could follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Um, and another thing, if you could rate us, like that would be amazing. We would really love that. And we just love you guys. And we really appreciate you guys listening and just the support we get from you guys. We really love you guys. And then the last thing I wanted to say is that we do this series called Share Your Story on our Instagram, and we typically post it on Tuesdays, but we're not super like strict about what day, but we've been posting weekly um, women's testimonies and something that God has helped them overcome in their lives. So if you're interested with sharing your story, your testimony, something hard that God helped you overcome, um, you can also email us at fieldbyfaithpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. Um, so that we can share your story if you're comfortable with that. And if you want to be anonymous, we can also do that too. We don't have to share your actual name or your picture or anything like that. Um, But that's always an option for you if you feel called to do that. So we love you guys and we're so grateful for you. And we hope you stay fueled by faith.